This is the Freedom Ring. All right. Happy Friday, everybody. Hello to uh, everybody watching on Rumble. Be sure to like and share. Don't uh, don't don't be afraid to weigh in with a comment or two. Uh, my name's Matt Toluto. That is Bill Spry. This is the Freedom Ring. Is it May the 20th already? It's flying. Clipping right along. Ohio State Representative Jennifer Gross is our special guest today. We'll chat with her in just a second. We're also going to get to Biden's very insightful press conference from yesterday, which I can hardly make through saying that sentence without chuckling. Did you learn anything from it this time? Uh... <laughs> There's your answer. Okay. That was it. That's pretty much what it sounded like, too. I see progress. (laughs) Uh, Donald Trump continues to line them up to fall. Who and what we'll get to as well. Maybe a little bit of info on the uh, Second Amendment that they're trying to do away with. Unbelievable. That, that, by the way, is not attached to Donald Trump. And another state that uh, proves they actually have a clue. They deserve a standing ovation. And if you were uh, listening or watching the show yesterday, we are talking about Hunter Biden's emails. We've got that link at freedomringshow.com, all 128,000 of them. But uh, as we begin every every show with a little bit of faith, um, because the world needs it, while looking for something to speak on today, I found that today is National Be a Millionaire Day, and that doesn't mean you go out and pretend to, you know, have millions and dig yourself in carelessly into debt. Um, but start working on your plans to become a millionaire. So I looked uh, looked in the Bible to find a verse that maybe addressed being rich, and uh, found First Timothy six verses seventeen through eighteen. As for the rich in this present age charge them not to be haughty so don't be arrogant uh, nor to set their hopes on the uncertainty of, of riches but on God okay don't focus on the material things focus on God who richly provides us with everything to enjoy they are to do good to be rich in good works to be generous and ready to share thus storing up treasure for themselves as a good foundation for the future so that they may take hold of that which is truly life uh, again, don't be arrogant with your wealth. The Bible's saying uh, to fo- don't don't just focus on your material things for yourself. Reach back and pull someone up. Help help someone else out by being charitable, because God's telling you that what what makes you truly happy and truly rich is that maybe uh, maybe your wealth isn't financial at all. Maybe you've got a gift or a talent. He's asking you to use that gift or talent or that skill to benefit others. Do that uh, not only enriches you inside, but maybe the catalyst to creating that financial fortune that you're looking for. But if your wealth is financial, I know people that are very wealthy but miserable. Could it possibly be that they're not sharing it to lift others up, which in return would lift them up? I mean, it's definitely something to think about. You know what I mean? It's so true. And, Absolutely. And, and we made a pact when we started this show. That and, you're supposed to give me your paycheck, <laughs> right? <laughs> Um, we, on a serious note, come on, Bill, grow up. No, just kidding. Um, we made a pact when we started actually making money off of this show that we will honor others less fortunate. And, uh, we haven't gotten to that, that phase yet. Knock on wood, it's coming. But um, that's definitely, like, I, you know, I, I've got relatives that are financially well off and they're just very miserable. I'm not saying they're not charitable in their own way, but I know they're not happy with what they have. And you know that feeling? This is a very small example. That feeling you get when you help an an elderly lady put her groceries into her trunk or holding open a door for somebody. Hopefully they say thank you in return. There's been a a lot of them not doing that lately. Um, but that just that just that inner feeling you get. It makes you feel good about yourself, as you should. And that's, I mean, can you imagine being in a financial situation and being able to make a, a handsome financial donation to an organization, maybe a church or some sort of charity, you would take that feeling that you get from helping out that older lady and just multiplying it by a gazillion because of all the, all the, uh, the, the, the lives that you're affecting. And, um, so that's what, that's what God is saying in the Bible. If, um, if you're looking for wealth, turn around and help someone else out. And, uh, someone that's been lifting people up for a a while now by way of her service in the air force and 
lieutenant colonel and a nurse practitioner, not to mention as state representative, Ohio, District 52, our good friend, beautiful, lovely lady, Jennifer Gross. Good morning, Jennifer. How are you? Good morning, guys. It's really great to be back with you today. Thank you very much. Being a uh, leading supporter of anti uh, the anti-vaccine or anti-jab, that I I don't even call it a vaccine anymore. I think we've got too much information to even put it in that in that column. Um, and the anti-vax uh, anti-jab legislation. We could talk about round two of the scare tech in just a second, but let's start with uh, election fraud because since the last time we've talked to you, two thousand mules has uh, been released. Have you seen this movie yet? Oh my goodness, yes. And Dinesh D'Souza, you talk about... I was listening to you guys when you were talking just now, and, you know, Dinesh D'Souza produced that movie, and then he gave it to us for free. Right. And I really encourage... We were buying our own copy uh, just to support him to do it again. And Dinesh is one of those people as an Indian immigrant who came into the United States, loved this country like everybody else who lives here, or <clears throat> a lot of patriots who live here. Um, he, I, I just, you talk about giving back. Dinesh D'Souza has really opened a door for us in 2000 Mules, so absolutely. What's your, um, I mean, being in the position that you're in and being, you know, a public servant, um, how much of what is exposed in that movie have you seen firsthand? Because, I mean, you had to run to get your position. How much did you have to deal with, or how much have you been exposed to seeing other political figures that uh, were in the same situation? Well, you know, I I can't tell you at this point, because Ohio is not part of the movie, um, and since I'm an Ohio State legislator, um, you know, I, I I can't tell you any specifics about Ohio. I have gone to my board of elections, and, you know, I've spoken to the Secretary of State. Um, you know, I'd like to see a little bit of a different audit than we do now. But what I will tell you is that, um, you know, personally, for me, I haven't seen anything. I, I haven't seen anything um, in Ohio. But what I can tell you is that in the movie, I, I obviously we saw Arizona. Right. Excuse me, and um, Arizona. I am the only Ohio House legislator that uh, signed a letter with Wendy Rogers, uh, Senator, I believe. Wendy Rogers, who did an Arizona audit to decertify the numbers in Arizona, and in 2000 Mules simply reinforces that she was on the right track, and I do not regret signing. Um, my name on that letter, and I will remove it if I'm found to be wrong, and I'll apologize. But, you know, life's not a spectator sport. You need to stand up and say, let's be sure. So is there is there any other way to improve the confidence of the American citizen and the Ohio citizen than to absolutely confirm to them that their vote matters? Right. What happens when enough states do decertify? I mean, does Biden get sent packing and Trump goes back because we would prove him at that point to be the legitimate winner? Or is there another court proceeding that we would have? What's the actual uh, the procedure that would happen? Because I yeah, had heard I that Wisconsin. I that because we, it's, it's, a, it's a territory that we've never been in before. Um, certainly it would have to go to the courts because... We don't, I mean, even provisionally, you know, our Constitution talks about how we run elections and how they work, but it doesn't talk about, well, if you find, you know, it doesn't go on. It's sort of open. So that will require the, the courts to um, to make rulings and look at the Constitution, which is why the judges that President Trump put in place are so foundationally important. I mean, he placed 250 federal judges. And even here in Ohio, we have some wonderful judges that he put in place. So he, he remembered every state. When he went around, he said, okay, I'm going to put that one here. I'm going to put that one there. It was very, uh, really uh, his forethought in not forgetting each individual state. Like he was from New York and has property, obviously, in Florida. You know, obviously he'd take care of those two, perhaps. But he didn't forget Ohio, and I think that's wonderful. So he appointed federal judges here. Those things matter. So the courts will matter, and the Supreme Court will matter. 
Now, do you think that he saw this coming? You know, I can't. No, I don't. I don't think that. Well, I don't know. It's hard to say. I've never really. I've never had a personal conversation with President Trump, yeah. but. Um, but I certainly know that he warned us about fake news. And as a legislator, I can tell you that uh, the majority of news that I get is 75% false because I'm an actual conservative who stands for liberty. So uh, in general, I've had some of the smaller papers, like in Dark County, uh, Greenville, some of the smaller papers have been honest and truthful, and they write really great, they write really great news. I mean, they, they write the truth. But... The majority of the major outlets just, you know, the uh, media has been weaponized. And, of course, you guys know that. You guys are part of the other side. You're the anti, you're like the anti, you're the pro-truth, anti-fake news. Yeah, we're, we're, we're swimming and, upstream. And, and, we're, we're legitimately swimming upstream. Right. In fact, we got an email this morning that uh, <laughs> some liberal was laying into us. And it's like, listen, guy, it's okay to disagree. But the fact is, is you're, you're, you're just kind of not used to actually hearing the truth because so much of the mainstream media isn't giving you the truth or they when it comes to like commercial radio, corporate radio, they're just, it's, it's fluff. It's, it's a whole bunch of nothing. Yep. Yep. They are literally a, they're weaponized. Jefferson, Thomas Jefferson spoke about the power of the pen. And the media has taken the power of the pen, it by and large, not all media, because obviously we have you guys, we have, we have Bongino, we have, I don't, I don't know if I, who I'm allowed to mention, but, um, but we have some people that are willing to speak, and we have some people that are willing to stand. There is a difference between a liberal and a leftist. Right. So to me, the actual liberal is willing to have a conversation. The leftist attacks you because of what your hair looks like or what your makeup looks like. You know, they attack you as a, a person, but they refuse to talk with you about the issue. Yeah, whenever you pose a question, it's just like, I, I, I don't have an answer. And it's like, oh, then right. why are you so upset? Why are you throwing things at my car if I go to politely have the yeah, discussion with you and you just run away? Their answer is they're right, right and you're wrong. <laughs> Period. Right. Right. And when you when you use like the F word or you're disparaging, you're personally demeaning, that immediately like anybody should know, any college, any high school, any person who's learned about communication, taking a communication class, is married should understand that if you start with a personal attack, um, the negotiation, the discussion is done. Right. I mean like but they expect, as I am a conservative, the expectation is I'm supposed to be able to take all these hits, and I'm supposed to be disparaged, and I'm supposed to be called, told I think, and use disparaging words and right. foul language and false accusations. But I'm supposed to come back, excuse me, <clears throat> with grace. I'm supposed to come back with <laughs> civility, and that's. I think a lot of times as conservatives, we do get accused of, you guys got to get back in there, you know, like Rocky. We're supposed to be fighting, and, and we do need to fight. And the challenge with that fight is how do you, with civility, you can still be firm and fight a battle, but still it's a battle and, and it's a war. I mean, mm -hmm. this is not a game. And so we've got to get in. And I think sometimes as conservatives, quite frankly, we're too nice. Isn't it funny the word fight? Uh, when Trump used it, it was brutal, and when they use it, it, oh, that's not what we meant. Well, that's what we were saying when he said it. You know, whenever he right. said the word fight, he was like inciting a riot. But the, the last couple of weeks, it's all you're hearing from the left or the liberals, maybe. Uh, no, the, the extreme left, like you no, just. The left. Yeah, yeah, the left. But the the, the, left. the hypocrisy is just off the charts. Yep. I get accused of all sorts of things. I've never disparaged particular groups uh, that I'm being accused of. They make it up. They literally make it up. They have no evidence. They make it up. But they keep repeating it over and over and over, and it's like, okay, find the proof. It's not there. But if you or do... take something you said and twist it. And if you do prevent, uh, not prevent, but provide uh, evidence, it's deemed a conspiracy theory, which a lot of the, a lot of the, 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 the media on the right... <laughs> has experienced every time we get a, a story that goes against their narrative oh it's conspiracy and then you wait a couple of weeks and it's like well, okay well I guess it was legit well and that comes back to 2000 Mule right. it has not been discussed on Tucker for instance they talked about to the vote 
I believe. I don't know. Maybe I haven't been able to see him lately, but I love Tucker. But the reality is that there, even in sometimes those organizations that we think are, you know, really giving the conservative view of things, are not allowing Dinesh D'Souza to speak, or mm-hmm. for whatever reason, I, I don't know why. But um, even that movie itself has not been picked up by the media. Uh, people try to share it, uh, and and so I really appreciate appreciate you guys bringing that up today. Uh, what can you tell us about states ready to certify? We had heard that Wisconsin might be ready to do that. Um, do you know of any you others? De- I mean, the decertify. My bad. No, uh, I don't. I don't know. I I I don't know. Okay. I don't know because and- uh, is that because of two thousand mules? Um. Yeah, there was two states, Wisconsin, and I. I'm not sure what the I, other Arizona. state was. I don't think it has to. It's because of 2,000 mules. I think it was discussed in 2,000 mules, but I think it more so has mm-hmm. to do with what Mike Lindell's been doing for the past year and a half. Yes. Oh, that's right. You're absolutely right. Um, you know, certainly when you see on video mules, which by definition, for those who haven't watched the movie, are people who ballot harvest and took them to ballot boxes Mm -hmm. and they tracked these people by their cell phones and they began they only began tracking now i don't know about you guys like if you were going to vote once and you by chance were out of town and you got a mail-in ballot and you decided to drop it by hand to the ballot box now i don't know about you guys but i'm quite certain you probably didn't go back to the box nine times and they didn't even begin tracking these mules that carried, they went to places, picked up ballots, and brought them back. They didn't even begin tracking these people until they visited that same box, tracking them by their cell phones, mm-hmm. until the 10th visit to a ballot box. Mm-hmm. So this is a big deal. And they actually have them on video, and they have cameras, and they show it. I mean, it's really, really astounding evidence. And uh, it's being shown in 400 theaters beginning this weekend. And uh, kudos to Dinesh D'Souza. I mean, this thing is blowing up with literally no mainstream promotion at all. I mean, you've you've been alive long enough to know that whenever a major movie is released and it goes to number one, um, it's because the stars of the movie have done the media tour. They've hit all the late night t- TV shows. This is just word of mouth, a little bit of internet action, and boom, it's number one, which tells me more people are coming on board and waking up. Do you agree? I do. I do. And again, I think there's no better way to assure to Ohioans specifically, because I'm an Ohio legislator, to than to really focus on the fact that their vote matters. Whatever that takes, you know, we need to be listening as not only statewide office holders, but uh, representatives in our districts to say, what do you need to feel confident uh, that your vote counts? Now, my district in this last election is down. I believe we typically vote at, I, I would be remiss to say exactly, but let's just say we're at 18, 20 percent. We have a high voting rate. That's high, actually, for most uh, areas. But um, we were at about 13.5 percent. Very lackluster. Wow. Not interested, not super interested in They're voting. They're not trusting the... Statewide. What? They're not trusting the, uh, the procedure anymore. Right, and it's typically your real conservatives that are, you know, constitutional conservatives that are really liberty fighters that are like, you know what, they also were a little bit lackluster perhaps with our um, our ticket and things that are going on in our state. But, um, but yeah, there's a definitely a decided group of people who are very disappointed and whether it's true or not, I can't tell you because I don't have any evidence in Ohio. There's a lot of supposition. Um, but I think that we need to do what it takes to get our voters out there and to give them the confidence that they um, their vote counts. I know that our Secretary of State uh, will allow anyone in Ohio to go before the when the, 
machines are certified. They can watch every single step. They can be part of the process. Mm -hmm. They can be there afterward. Everything is open to the public. Anybody can watch. It isn't a secret thing. Like, it is not hidden. So if a group of people who say there's a problem with our voting, Dominion machines, whatever, they can literally watch every single part of the process. I would uh, never turn down the opportunity to... Ca- I understand why some people don't trust the process and trust the whole procedure in the Dominion machines, but I would never turn down the opportunity um, to at least go out there. Um, if they're going to rig it, they're yep. going to rig it anyway, but that's not going to stop me from doing my part. And exactly. I, I want to encourage other people that are watching this or, or listening to us, please, no matter what the situation, cast your vote... Because if you don't, <laughs> you know, I mean, they're, they're, if they're going to rig it, hopefully they, they legitimize the whole process. But why would you want to not have a voice? Right. You know what I mean? But right. what are we looking at in Pennsylvania? Are we seeing more pr- uh, fraud there right now with uh, Dr. Oz and this David McCormick guy? And uh, what the, the, the vote was supposed to, su- supposed to conclude like two or three days ago. Here it is Friday. And we still don't have, still don't have a winner. Right. In Pennsylvania, if you are 0.5 or 5% uh, uh, within 5% uh, in, uh, what do I want to say, if the votes are within 5% of each other, it's an automatic recount. So they will have a recount. It is clear, excuse me, however, that uh, the Trump endorsement definitely pulled Dr. Oz from the bowels of the election all the way to the forerunner at the last time I saw 0.1% ahead of, is it Mastriano? Is that the name? Uh, I've got um, David McCormick and Kathy Barnett. And McCormick. It, yeah, McCormick. McCormick, sorry. Um, and, um, and, and so 0.1%. So what I would say to people is that is literally less than 2,000 votes. So when when you go to vote, don't think your vote doesn't count. Right. I think Do I had not heard fall the, for that. The number that I heard was eleven hundred, which obviously is less than two thousand. Yeah. But on Tuesday yeah. night, when the mail in ballots started to come in, David McCormick built a sizable lead against Doctor Oz and Kathy uh, Barnett. She was a distant third. But whether you like Doctor Oz, Kathy Barnett, or David McCormick, that's not the issue. The issue is Pennsylvania doesn't seem like it's running a, twest- a trustworthy election, and that should mm-hmm. concern every honest American. It doesn't matter what side of the aisle you're on. It's it's disgusting that it's still happening. And, and the problem, too, is that even though it's Pennsylvania, people are not stupid. Americans are not stupid. They look at Pennsylvania and they go, if it can happen there, it can happen here. Right. So yeah. that makes our job harder here because we don't have the same process. We aren't doing the same thing. We don't have the same secretary of state. We don't have the same people in office. But um, And we didn't have the same obvious problems that... Pennsylvania had in changing a lot of their election law right before the 2020 election. But so that still doesn't mean you stay home. In, right. And then people in Ohio look at theirs and they go, well, if it happened there, it could happen here. And um, totally different. But I understand people are going to extrapolate that. They're going to go, well, <laughs> it's possible. And that possibility of fraud or that possibility of foul play creates a, a discouragement in the voter that, that that causes them to go, well, why why does my vote matter? And then a lot of people, you know, they don't vote. So, but yeah, you're absolutely right. I would encourage everybody because even if there's an amount of fraud, if the majority votes, then I think that mitigates a little bit mm-hmm. any kind of, like, fraud that's going on. The more people that vote, it, it decreases the ability for any fraudster to win. Being a, uh, we're going to change gears here, being a leading supporter of the anti-jab legislation, um, it seems like as we get closer to November, we're starting to ramp up, uh, and I say that with air quotes, with another uh, uh, round two of the scare tactic. You want to weigh in on this? I mean, I, I'm not buying into well, it as an individual. I, I will not wear my mask anymore. I, I know the science isn't there. I know uh, it's a death jab. You're not getting me on board with it at all. Is it going to work round two? Do you, do you think the masses are going to say, oh, I guess we're going to do it again? Well, I now 
see patients on telemedicine because as you, um, when you're introducing me to your audience, I am a nurse practitioner. And I will tell you I'm seeing an uptick in COVID cases. Uh, but we're not hearing that on the news, which I find fascinating. Um, and then when I was at the house this week, I literally saw a guy double masked. So there's a, but I will tell you of the cases that I saw, of COVID in the last two or three days that I've done some hours and seen patients, mm-hmm. half, at least half of those patients had gotten one of the jabs. Right. And then the other thing I want to really point out to you is I believe that the FDA has agreed that or that the, the, the records requests that we've gotten from Pfizer and Moderna show that they admitted this is gene therapy. This is not a vaccine. It is literally gene therapy. And that distinction, I think, is extremely important for the people. Uh, gene therapy helps with, you know, like lupus and rheumatoid arthritis and some of these things. We're, we're moving into things like that, but um, experimenting with gene therapy in, in, in vaccines. And I'm not anti-vaccine. I am anti-experimenting on people without their knowledge. There you because, go. Because, yep. you know, <laughs> um, but, but do I believe a dab will help? No, I don't. And, I really don't. And we're and, right there um, with you when it comes to providing the information. If you provide a pamphlet that shows us what's in it and you can back it up with uh, studies and statistics and, you know, just be legitimate about it. None of us are anti-vax. We just know that this, by definition, is not a vax. Right. Right. And. And here's the other thing, guys. If you knew a disease like typhoid, for instance, is 33% deadly, you'd be, if one out of every three people all around us was dying, you and you guys and me, we'd be first in line, right? right? Agreed? Right. If, I mean, if, if the idea of getting the shot would, would prevent a one in three chance of death, then we would be, we would be there, right? But this, in this case, and I hesitate to quote any statistics because it's all messed up now. But um, you know, we don't. We know that early treatment works, and people. I would encourage people, you know, if they've never had it before, and then they get the jab and they get COVID, to seek out a provider who does early treatment. That they're all over now, and I can't advertise the company that I work for, but um, but I I will tell you that we are out there. Uh, is Lieutenant Colonel um, and Nurse Practitioner and also State Representative of Ohio, uh, District 52, Jennifer Gross, if you're just uh, joining us. Um, she uh, can weigh in on just about anything we bring up this morning, which is why we love having her on the show. Um, and we were just talking about the uh, the vaccinate or the jabs. I want to go back to maybe the 50s where my uncle had polio. And what separates that from the jab today a, they provided the information, and I think there was like 15 years worth of testing that went on prior to bringing it to the masses, and um, you got the information. You got the, the test results. This was overnight, and we were expected to take it, and basically the testing is going on now. We're the lab rats. Society is the test, mm-hmm. and that's the difference. And the organizations, too, that came out for it, the AMA, ACOG, these are decidedly liberal, left-leaning organizations, I'm sorry to say. So their, their, their policies, their uh, um, activism tends to be toward the left. And for me, as a person who was involved with Operation Warp Speed and a sub-investigator, we never tested on pregnant women, and that's when ACOG came out and said that, that these shots were legitimate and they were safe for pregnant women. That is when, as a clinician, I lost my mind because we purposely do not do drug studies. Like, you can't even take aspirin or, or Motrin in the third trimester of pregnancy. And so for them to say that it was safe, my question was, how can you say that? Because we don't study on pregnant women. And that's what really made me question what is really going on here. In a legitimate fashion, too, as a clinician. And I'm just a nurse practitioner. I'm not a doctor. I, I 
you know, I love my physician collaboration, and I love my my physician uh, collaborator. You know that I'm I'm in a, a relationship with, but and I mean professional relationship. But um, you know, it's it's very uh, concerning when you start seeing put people put aside the Hippocratic oath for what? What is the drive here? And a lot of physicians really fought for their patients. A lot of providers fought for their patients. And I know that, um, you know, even the creation of this program, you know, I know that that a lot of people suffered because they gave up things that they truly believed in because they weren't willing to sacrifice the, their bodies on the altar of money or their careers and things like that. What so. would you say to people... Um that don't quite understand why I mean <coughs> there's another reason to say no to the jab and I, I think it's be any jab for that matter because it's not a one size fits all not all human beings can consume peanuts not all human beings can consume cheese not all beings can consume a lot of different things. We've got we've got uh, dietary issues and stuff, and but but we're all expected to fall in line and consume this man-made product. What would you say to the person that doesn't understand that? Wow, um, I would say there's not a lot of place that we can go. That's your leftist. Your leftist refuses to hear anything other than, you know, a lot of people say coexist, but what coexist actually means to a leftist is you must comply at your own risk, (laughs) at your own risk. And it's, again, it's um, it's, it's a lack of respect and understanding of freedom. And what does that look like? It's a lack of understanding for life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. It's, an un, it's a lack of understanding of what our Declaration of Independence really meant. And also, since we're on the cusp of Memorial Day, why our soldiers, sailors, and police, everybody, have died protecting our freedom. To not understand, I would say you've got you've to look at the definition of freedom. I've had people say to me, well... Your freedom requires that you do what it takes to protect your neighbor. I would say to you, gentlemen, today, that never did we ever in healthcare tell a patient, your job to get this shot is to protect your brother. It was to prevent childhood disease. So you'll, they switch the argument. They'll say, well, uh, children, you know, your child it needs this. You want children? No, I don't want children to die, but I do believe in the liberty and the individual, like you said. Mm-hmm. Children can't take peanuts. They can't eat cheese, those kinds of things. I love that example. Um, but I would say study the definition of freedom, understand who we are as a nation. You must understand that there's a rebel spirit in the heart of America, and that's, that is alive and well in Ohio as well. And, and we, those of us who have that, that love, have to stand. And, and so anyway, I would just, I would tell them, but quite honestly, you know, you guys, they don't really want to know. They, they don't want to have a conversation. Exactly. They just want you to comply. Exactly. <laughs> um, let's get into uh, the World Health Organization. Biden is uh, wanting to sign away our sovereignty. Um, I personally don't think it's going to happen. I think it's another scare tactic. Um, yep. Bill thinks uh, that Bill's Bill's pretty nervous about it. Go ahead and expand. Well, my my reason for being nervous is because they everybody says, well, our you know our constitution will won't allow something like that to happen, but. My whole point is, what have they been doing the last two and a half years, trampling all over the uh, Constitution? And I can just see Biden, if, if we do this, and the WHO comes in and tells Biden we need to shut everything down and everybody, you know, whatever, whatever the ruling is, he's going to obey it. He's going to enforce it, no matter what our Constitution says. I think that's a very valid point, Bill. I would say to you, though, who shut down Ohio? DeWine did. Governor DeWine. Yeah. Not the president. Right. 
uh, I would say to you, whose responsibility is it to understand our Constitution and stand for it? Is it me, the legislator? Is it those who vote for me? Is it the everyday Ohioan citizen? Is it everyday America? Yes. And our challenge, we fall for fear with these things. This, this, not you, Bill. I'm not. This is not a uh, an attack on you at all. No. But, but we fall to fear because we do not understand our power. Our power is in understanding our constitution. If our education system did not teach us the rights that we have, or they marginalized our freedom and said. Um, you, you, you we're not an exceptional nation, you know, the Constitution doesn't matter, the Constitution is a quote-unquote living document, which is a false supposition, then when our, when our, our children and our, our, our citizens think that the Constitution is not what it is, or they don't understand what it is, they need to take, um, they need to take a Constitution course like the Institute of the Constitution has a 12-week course. I love those guys. Uh, I've taken that course. I'm a teacher with them. Um, not this. I'm not promoting them, but um, and then I have a local one called um, the Constitution Boot Camp. You've got to know the Constitution. You are empowered and strengthened, armed, if you will, literally, because the Second Amendment is right, right there. Right. You are armed with the Constitution when when a group of one. Okay, when one person knows the Constitution, they go, well, this is against the Constitution. Everybody else is living in fear that everybody complies with Biden, who says, we have to trust the World Health Organization. <laughs> or how about this? Biden says you have to comply, but as 500,000 Americans go, oh, no, no, no. Right. I understand my Constitution, and I am not going to comply. But look what There's they've a done. Big with difference the masses must. No. Look what they've done with the vaccination. That's that's my problem. I mean, I'm a fighter, and I'll fight to the end, but um, my life depends on what everybody else well, it thinks and reactions. Nothing yeah. stuck, but people complied because of their lack of information. Right, right. So you guys are educating. You're educating. I would encourage you to get, you know, Jim Lewis, who's the, the, the leader of uh, the Constitution Boot Camp in Liberty Township, Ohio, in my district, have him on your show. Uh, understanding nullification, states' rights, state sovereignty. Um, you know, we're quite honestly, we need the lions to be loud, and the sheep have to become lions. And, Absolutely. And what that means is they've got to. And I think I'm seeing, even as a clinician, I'm seeing people that are like, you know, they call me and they have these symptoms and they test positive for COVID and. And um, I don't treat COVID, by the way. I only treat the symptoms related to COVID. But um, but it, it's a uh, it's really curious because I think that the people are realizing, some of them, some are like, oh, I'm so glad I, I got the shot because I'm not dying, you know. And um, and so that may be true. I, I, I'm, I haven't done enough real scientific study to say that the cases aren't less than or whatever. But I will tell you that I've seen really severe cases of, of COVID in people that got the shot. So I, I don't personally, clinically think that I'm seeing a massive difference. And and so um, I forget where I was going with that, but the gist of it is that the, the data, the information about the shot was withheld and it was pushed down by the media, which we talked about earlier, is weaponized against the people. Something has to change. That's why Truth Social, you guys, things like that, need to be broadcast out there. And if people are going to shut us down, I mean, my goodness, guys, Twitter just, you know, Elon Musk just showed that Biden's Twitter followers, 50% are fake. So it's all like this glass house. He doesn't even have the Twitter followers that they say he had. So so what what is going on? That, That falsely elevates the value of Twitter. It makes him look like he's more powerful or more followed than he is. And... You know, it's all a lie. Well, they're all. So, I, I feel like Twitter is going to implode because the advertisers are going to be coming after them in a major lawsuit. Yeah. You know, yeah. for misrepresentation. How'd you like to fraud. be an advertiser? Somebody that spent buku bucks advertising on Twitter, and you find out that exactly it's fraud. And I think I think Elon Musk never had a. 
I, I don't believe anything <laughs> I see anymore. Yeah. I think this right. is all a ploy just to expose all the f- fraudulent stuff that's going on with yeah. Twitter. Just bring it to the surface, and now he's going to back out of the deal. We, we've come to the conclusion that him and, Tr- and Trump were working together. And then in the this. meantime, in the same week, Truth Social goes mainstream. Yeah. I mean, I think this is a genius ah, chess move. Yep. That's brilliant. Absolutely <laughs> brilliant. And, you know, it, it, but it's so, it's so true. And you know that Elon Musk is gifted. I mean, he, come on. He takes, he takes stuff and he makes stuff just because he's got like this brain that's like unstoppable i don't agree with everything he does but but um like he's into transhumanism and you know chips and brains and all that kind of stuff yeah at least from what i read if you believe what you read but but all in all he's done a real he's done probably the singularly most important thing for liberty and freedom of speech in this whole entire administration biden administration so and he's capable the sad thing is it's because he had so much money he was able to do it. We, we've got, we were discussing this as a legislature, you know, we cannot, it can't be only the rich people that can, we need to have a system where everyone has the freedom to expose this stuff. You, you can't just be a multi-billionaire, the richest man in the world, perhaps, right. to be able to, to do this. So, Yeah. What would you yeah, say to absolutely What would you say to the parent? Um, because the latest CDC data shows fully vaccinated children have higher COVID infection rates than unvaccinated children. Yet we just heard the Biden administration is greenlighting the uh, another line of boosters for ages five to eleven year olds. What would you say to that parent? I mean, because bef- before you answer that, I mean. Being an outsider looking in, I, I realized the last couple of years there was no COVID, uh, COVID announcements for children until they started administrating the shot. And now we're seeing them after they start administering the shot. Wouldn't you just tell them to kind of back away from it and say, don't involve your kids in this? Wow, Matt. I had no idea. So you just told me that there's an increase in COVID cases in children who got this shot. I want to I wanna look at that data because I'm a nerd for the data. Uh, I started my PhD. I did not finish it in research. So I'm a nerd for that. But I would say to you this, my latest data, which is old because it was when I pulled all this information when I gave testimony for my, the, the most comprehensive medical freedom bill, HB 248 in Ohio, um, In Ohio, we literally at the time when I gave testimony in May, the latest data I had, this is no joke, from ages 0 to 19, I think we had, I want to say, like 14 cases of COVID. It was so low. And And then in Ohio during the year, during 2020 to 2021, we literally had had 22,000 cases of the flu, and we went down to 60. And so right there, when I start seeing those kinds of things, I have to question, you know, uh, uh, I would say to the people of Ohio, look up our data because it's here. And I would say to you, look at the number of children, look at the number of cases. And I mean just cases. I don't mean, I mean literally the cases of COVID or deaths from COVID Mm -hmm. in our Ohio children. And I would say make your determination, because I believe the, the per capita case with children of death to COVID would be far less than 1%. They say... So um, determine with... What? They say in, in addition to the poor, uh, poor results, the jab has been directly linked to life-threatening side effects. Myocarditis is at the top of that list, popping up yep. at a uh, pretty bizarre rate in otherwise healthy children and young people across the world. And according to uh, Dr. Peter McCullough, one of the leading heart, heart experts in the world, um, and probably the most published cardiologist in the world, quote, an extraordinary number of young individuals are going to have permanent heart damage because of this experimental jab. And I can't for the life of me think of a, a reason why, unless you're just completely unplugged and your head is buried in the sand and you're just all about mainstream media and whatever David Muir says on MB- ABC World News Tonight. If you've got a little bit of information, dig a little deeper and realize that your kid probably shouldn't have it. 
Dr. Peter McCullough is the physician from Baylor that changed my whole view on really just as the one that, that brought me over clinically to say, it, and he is, he is the probably the most published cardiologist in the world, was at Baylor, I believe, for more than 30 years. They have grants in their name. He knows what he's talking about, um, and he says, there's a call to stop. I mean, we know that with um, an attorney here, uh, Tom Renz, uh, has gone and testified before uh, Congress, and we know that the military has had exponential increases in cardiomyopathy, cardi uh, myocarditis, and many, many other things, autoimmune diseases and things like that. And we do, we do, the data does show that children are having more side effects. I would say to you, uh, I think McCullough made a quote of 40 and under at somewhere, and I would say to you that it doesn't stop at 40. And, and so when you see these questions, just like we question the election in Pennsylvania, we go, oh, could that happen here? When you see all this information, you need to question, could it be you? And, and it, are people dying now of COVID? Where are all the death rates? Where's all the COVID? Well, there are clinics. We have a clinic here. I don't work for them, but we have a clinic you can go to right in near the Indiana border that treats COVID and they are saving lives. So, Mm, I, we studied Prozac for three to five years. We need to stop and we need to, to study the challenges. The studies are all ruined because there is no placebo group anymore. Do you know if they're using the ivermectin to, to treat it? Say the, it again? The, at the Indiana border, you say there's a facility that's treating it. Are they using ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine? Oh, yeah. They yeah. use everything. They they use ivermectin, which blocks the you conspiracy uh, theorist in the early phase. You're yeah. such a conspiracy theorist, Jennifer. <laughs> <laughs> well, they use now. Now, let me be clear, though. The some of the studies, what they use against you is they'll say, "Well, we gave ivermectin in high doses when the person was in the hospital on a ventilator for four weeks." I mean, it's yeah, not going to work. So, yeah, right. So they use. They use these hydroxychloroquine, ivermectin in the early replication phase or preventative, and and they use that. But they also then use antibiotics for pneumonia. They use right. you know, um, medications to stop blood clotting uh, and some drugs for inflammation, so that they never go into cytokine storms. So I call that a drug cocktail. So there's a multi there's multiple medications. That's why. You'll hear people say, people say, well, they had ivermectin and they still got sick. Well, there's mo there's a drug cocktail that they use. It's not just one thing. Right. And so that's why you still need health care. Now, let us not forget, guys, I don't know if you're aware of this, but the Tennessee legislature, both their Senate, their House, and they've passed the law that in Tennessee you can get some of these medications over the, over the counter. counter. Yep. It was within the last week or two they announced couple, that, right? A couple weeks ago, two, three weeks ago, mm -hmm. yeah. 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 Uh, I, yeah. Was, I, I was don't know actually, about you, but I bet a lot of Ohioans are going to Tennessee on vacation. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I, I was actually in touch with that um, doctor. I think he's in Harrison that uh, prescribes ivermectin Good. and all that. Because I was thinking about getting a supply just in case. Um, never yep. did, but... Uh, I think that's good. Yeah. I think Me, that's good for anybody. Yeah. I, I know a lot of companies that are doing that. And... Again, if you can just if you're going to take vacation, you happen to be going to Tennessee. Yeah. You know, I visualize. I mean, if you can get it over the counter in Tennessee, are they going to start like mail order, like over the counter? Well, no. I mean, the gigs up, dude. What, what, <laughs> you can get it anywhere. What I read was that they, that you have to go and approach the pharmacist and tell her your symptoms uh, first, and then they decide what uh, I guess what uh, milligram level to give you or whatever. So there still is a it's stop. Point two, it's point two milligrams per kilogram, depending, you know, depending on the who's policy. FLCCC guidelines, people can look that up. A lot of people use the FLCCC guidelines for treatment and prevention. Meanwhile, Pfizer is cashing in at a tune of $1,000 per second. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, and, and inter interestingly enough, too, uh, talking about the... Uh, vaccination they came out the other day i forget which one i think it was pfizer uh and said that they uh they will probably never get beyond the experimental stage to actually become licensed uh they know Are they know serious? how dangerous it is yeah they sure did we had it as a news story yep 
Jennifer, wow. we are uh, going to let you go. We uh, thank you so much, A, for your friendship, B, for doing what you do and being a guest on our show. Uh, we could sit here and talk more, three more yeah, hours yeah, with you. Yeah, easily. But we know you have a uh, busy schedule, so we're uh, going to wish you a great weekend. And um, thank you. Uh, maybe we'll reach out in the, you are welcome. the next I, month. I would like to say, please remind your voters from now until August 2nd, we have a primary in in August on August second for your state legislature. We have an election on August second, and 2nd. that only elects the state central committee and your state Ohio House representatives. There may or may not be a few senators thrown in there. Uh, I guess maybe who might be stepping down or something. I don't know about that, but I'm in a house rep, mm-hmm. and I would say to you, please go vote. You know, and remind your voters, uh, your your people, that that we need to vote, and that they can go to my website. A little outdated right now, but Jennifer Gross, uh, sorry, Jennifer Rep dot com, uh, to see what I'm about and learn more about me and um, support me, even if they, you know, even if they can't vote for me, if they like what I have to say. Very cool. Well, you just did. You took care of it right there. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Anytime you need me, give me a call. Will do. State Representative Jennifer Gross from Ohio. And uh, again, August the 2nd, go out and cast your vote. Have a good weekend, Jennifer. Thanks, guys. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. She is awesome. Absolutely awesome. I appreciate everything she does. And um, definitely a great, uh, great person to have a part of the show. Uh, Before we begin the weekend, uh, Joe Biden refused to take questions from reporters before leaving for South Korea yesterday. It's been 56 days since Biden's last press conference. Are you going to take the dog out? Yeah, I better. He's going to pay me back with the things that I don't like. Okay. Make it quick because this is a short story. (laughs) You got to love live podcasting, ladies and gentlemen. But anyway, it's been 56 days since his last press conference, and because he doesn't have the balls and lacks the intelligence to verbally cover up his crimes like he has in his his entire career, um, what does he really have to talk about anyway? I mean, there's really nothing to acknowledge. You know, he just walked away from the microphone. It's not like gas prices hit another all-time high at 5.49 a gallon. There's no reason to talk about that, right? There's nothing good for him to talk about at all, so why show up? Baby formula shortage after Biden's FDA shut it down, that that, that plant in Michigan, yet illegals at the border have access to plenty. There's no reason for him to expand on why that decision was made. Two children being hospitalized due to his incompetence. There's nothing to acknowledge with that story, not to mention his crackhead son and his all the illegal business doings. Uh, has anyone asked him his opinion on 2,000 mules? I mean, there's really no question to pose to him anyway. So why would you be upset that he walked away from the microphone? bunch of idiots yeah i mean uh, <laughs> it should be a praise conference for all the right, good things right. that he's done i like mean like they gave obama uh, yeah right yeah. and then they ver- then the one guy in between that was doing the best for the country they were throwing verbal darts at him left and right you know <laughs> so no nothing to worry about just let him go and try to remember his own name It's a joke. Uh, it's a joke. It is. It's it's so obvious that this whole this whole thing, everything he does, is on the uh, the menu called the agenda. And that's why, right. getting back to what she was talking about with the World Health Organization, I just don't think it's going to happen. It, it's just they're just throwing stuff up. You know what? Maybe that's what needs to happen to wake up America. You know, putting everybody in concentration camps, and finally they'll say, oh my God, you know, I don't know. I mean, I hope enough people are awake now that it can be stopped. But man, people like us and our viewers, we're, we're all going, we need, we need drugs <laughs> bad, really bad. I mean, five years, I'm like about ready to just... Well, the, see, that's the WHO is killing. We're trying to give you drugs, Bill, and you won't take them. <laughs> yeah. Here, we've got piles of them, and they're free. No, they're Here not. My go, tax dollars paid for them. <laughs> Have the injection, Bill.
You so, may like it. So one thing that I think that he could have talked about, one question I would have had is, what's this crap about gun control? Have you heard about this? Uh, I have only because you've been talking about it and you called me up last night going, It's my second amendment! I'm on board with you, My wife hears every word you're saying. Um, so what is the Second Amendment? Uh, Second Amendment is, uh, I shall keep and bear arms and my rights shall not be infringed. Those are the words that I, I need to know because it doesn't need to go beyond that. The discussion, the topic, any bills that they're trying to pass, it doesn't go beyond that. The Second Amendment says, I shall keep and bear arms and my rights shall not be inf- infringed upon. The key word here is infringed. That means, you know what, maybe some of us won't agree with it, but people that were in prison, if they're stopped when they're let out from having guns, that's an infringement. It doesn't say, oh, but you can't have a gun because you were in prison. It's self-explanatory. It it totally is. Read it like it is. So Joe Biden's handlers are getting desperate right now. They're scared they're going to lose control of Congress this fall, and with it, their chance to pass gun control. So they want us to be Australia in the meantime. They, their goal right now is to pack their entire gun control agenda into one huge bill, and they apparently introduced this bill last night. I seem to remember somebody mentioned this might happen about a year and a half ago. Had a really bad hairdo. Great guy, but kind of like orange hair. A little bit, a little bit. But uh, everyone said he was weird and crazy. He said a lot of things were going to happen. And they're all unfolding right in front of you. Isn't that weird? But on the other hand, Q said a lot of things would happen. And a lot of those things are happening as well. Anyway, back to this bill. If it passes, you can kiss the Second Amendment goodbye. That's it. Uh, One of the the senators... Introducing it is Booker. Um, These are some of the things on the bill. They will mandate that you receive a national firearms license from the Attorney General's office if you want to buy or possess a gun forever, ending private, uh, private party sales. Specify that if you get a national firearms license, it's only good for one purchase, and you must buy your firearm within 30 days of being issued the license. Deny you your gun rights if you've ever been arrested for any one of a dozen different misdemeanors, even if you were never prosecuted, or even if you were found not guilty in court. Uh, Require Americans to give the serial number, make, and model of each gun that they purchase to the federal government, giving them total and complete gun registration here in America. Institute red flag gun seizures and allow you to be denied a permit just because... You just recently bought a gun. In other words, exercising your rights to keep and bear arms can be used as evidence against you when applying for this license. Uh, Force you to give your fingerprints to the government to apply for this national firearms license and then dump your prints into the FBI's wrap-back program where your prints will be tracked for life. So what's going to happen if this all unfolds and becomes uh, reality? What's, what's going to happen? Anyone with half a functioning brain knows what, what will happen. They'll confiscate your... Well, well, gun shootings will go up. Yeah, gun shootings it's, will go it, up, but I mean, they're, they're never going to stop. But it's not getting to that. They're going to take one step, and this is step number one, and after this passes, then they take the next step nah. and try to take some more away nope. from Nope. But that's what they do. And that's why Americans need to be concerned and aware of this and start calling your your politicians, your leaders, and tell them you're not for this and it needs to be. And don't sit around thinking 30 other thousand people are going to be doing it. it. You do it. You got to do it. Do it. I've done it. The other 30,000 will do it, but you need to do it. I did it, but I wasn't too nice. I remember when... You don't have to be nice. There's no... They know, well, if you make this phone call, you need to be cordial. No, you work for me. I sent You're my old, uh, employee, damn it. I sent old DeWine a message on the uh, masks and, uh, and uh, injection mandates, and I pretty much told him where he could shove it. I did. So that's why he's been acting the way he is. It's, it's like, it's, I got to get elected. It was your one, message. You know, I got to get elected one more time because that Bill Spry, I got to 
teach him a lesson. President Trump's attorney, Tim uh, Parlator, is that how you say his last name? Uh, launched an investigation on Dirty 51 representing ordinary Americans. The Trump team will target the 51 liars for the damage they uh, they they wrought on freedom of the press, election integrity, and uh, the welfare of the nation. He said uh, he's already filed five letters with the corrupt agencies, which includes the CIA. His goal is to uncover communications between the Dirty 51 and the Biden campaign. Now, each of these letters, he says, uh, complains of, quote, an egregious breach by former agency employees that appears to have been overlooked by your agency as it has gone investigated and certainly unpunished, specifically the unauthorized publication and dissemination of an intelligence assessment uh, purportedly based on classified information that was used wrongfully to influence the outcome of an, uh, of an election. Uh, it also points out that each of the Dirty 51 was bound by the, the lifelong obligation to submit the letter to the former agencies for pre-publication security review to ensure that it uh, it didn't contain classified information, a process that could take several months, okay? This letter then would have been stamped with a disclaimer that the agency was not vouching for its accuracy. That would have destroyed the usefulness of the, of the document, and the process would have uh, delayed it so long it would not have been useful because the election would by then have been over. Like Trump or hate him, he may have been the smartest guy to ever occupy the office. He wanted the he he wanted them to steal the election so he could reveal all of this and whatever else is coming. That's why I said at the at the start of the show he's just lining them up and knocking them down with the old uh, uh, bowling ball, right? Exactly. How do you feel about good chess player, man? Absolutely. How do you feel about um, this idea of going to the, the grocery? And when you check out, you wave your hand over something, no. or, or you stand in front no. of something and it, it views your face. I ain't or, into no uh, sci-fi movie crap becoming reality. I I just recently warmed up to the debit card. I'm old school, man. Give me, I'll I'll pay cash. Do do it cash. It's funny because I haven't even warmed up to the debit card. I'm still I'm still writing checks. Stay in, in your cash. lane, brother. Absolutely. Yeah, and your life has changed. How? What aren't you? What aren't you? Uh, what do you feel you're being robbed of by not warming up to debit and and little pieces of rice that are put in your hand or the the facial recognition, the the eye recognition, all this James Bond crap they're trying to force on us? What yeah. you haven't warmed up to it? How do you feel your life is lesser than because of it? I don't because I don't even know right. it. I don't even know it, and and I I just never like the idea of having a debit card because. You spend money you don't have, or you're going to drain your whole account because it's so convenient. They, right? they they want the convenience. To, I don't want it. I don't want convenience. They want the convenience to kind of uh, come in the way of. Uh, it's just convenient and it's evil. The whole the whole idea is evil because they're trying to like manipulate and track you and you spend more with convenience exactly it and, just and break goes, you and make yeah. you make you rely relying upon yeah. them and then you you take too much out and then next thing you know you you spent all of it and you spent more than what you had exactly. and now the bank charges now start kicking in and the their... fees and all this other crap now i just uh, i prefer to try to stay organized and you know what? It's called responsibility. It's called responsibility. Plus, your your, your basic math skills stay. Uh, <laughs> you keep the math chops going. I don't know about that. I use QuickBooks <laughs> for that because I'm stupid. But uh, and that's no plug for QuickBooks. But, but um, anyway, some kind of software keeps me in line. Um, but anyway, the reason I brought that up is because Mastercard is rolling out a system, it's a biometric payment system allowing, allowing users to pay with a wave of a hand or a smile at a camera. No. And they're rolling this out in Brazil uh, at some stores there called St. the St. March stores. Uh, also in the UK. Nah. Nah, nah, nah. Asia, Africa. They can cram it. Latin America. And I feel the same way. I, I, w I, don't, I will never participate. I just won't. So they got you on record. They've got your. They're tracking your whereabouts. They're tracking. The, they know the, what you look like. Right. They they know you. Look, you can drive down any road in America, and you're going to find cameras. And a lot of those cameras, have I, as I've been told, are federal 
cameras. So the government is watching every move you you make, everywhere you go. Unless you're at a ballot box, uh, they're not oh, watching no, you no there. Cameras, no, <laughs> no, they're they're standing. The liberals are standing in front of those cameras. Scams. <laughs> yeah, get out of here, man. You guys are the worst criminals ever. Yeah. No, I'm not into that technology I'm at all. I'm not either, and I never will be, and I hope nobody else will be, uh, because uh, we don't want that in our system. We don't. Yeah. Unfortunately, I got a feeling that one day it's going to make it here, but let's stall it as long as we can. Let's leave on a uh, positive note. Okay. Nice standing ovation as we sit. <laughs> don't. don't. <laughs> Figure this stuff. And we stand up our bellies, kind of like <laughs> right, drop. Right. So, Plus, I'm not wearing pants. Um, <laughs> another state tells the left to stick it. Um, okay. Which gives uh, the rest of us hope. We're talking about the state of Montana. Their Supreme Court restores election integrity and they are mandating voter ID. And they're banning same day voter registration. How anyone can view voter ID. Some of them are saying, oh, scam. It's racist. Oh, give me a break. As some of the idiots on the left were claiming, um, is beyond comprehension. And, and, and it waters down actual racism. How are you going to compare, uh, sir, uh, you're getting ready to cast your vote. Uh, can I see your ID? Okay, that's you. All right. Vote for president right over there. Thank you. Here's your sticker. How are you going to call that racist and compare that to, uh, no, we're not hiring you because you're black? It's a freaking scam. Or you need to use that water fountain. Or, oh, you want to see Top Gun this weekend? You need to go in that theater while the white people use the air-conditioned theater. That is racism. That is completely wrong. But you're okay with showing your ID to get that 12-pack of beer... <laughs> but you're not okay with showing your ID to cast the vote for the leader of the free world. The truth is... Stick it! The truth is the vast majority is all for it. They've got to be. This is like common sense, using your brain. Uh, it, it, Anyone that's trying to push that... They're liars. You need to they're just scammers. shut up. They're, they're the guys that say they're going to put a roof on your house and then they never show up after right. you pay them. Right, exactly. They're, it's fraud. It's scam. It's BS. It's lying. They don't have your best interest at heart at all. And I think we all know that, but we're all like, well, how do we fight it? We got we got a small minority of people with big mouths You that should are be screaming. insulted by that. I am. I'm totally insulted. No, I'm talking about actually black people that are yeah. like, oh, that's racist. You, you, you're not uh, smart enough to know that you... Shut up with that. Oh, my God. The Montana Supreme Court has temporarily restored new state voting laws for the uh, June primary that prevent same-day voter registration or require voters that use student IDs for identification to bring additional documents. Montana, good job. That's going to do it for us. Uh, for us, I'm Matt Taluto. That's Bill Spry. Check us out on all the social platforms. Donate if you can to the show. Please, please, please. Uh, every little bit helps out the show so we can continue doing this. You can uh, find the tab to donate at our website, freedomringshow.com. Otherwise, we're on just about every social platform there is. However you want to listen or watch the show, Spotify, Rumble, BitChute, yeah, everywhere. I mean, we're everywhere. Um, except YouTube, because <laughs> well, we're still there, but we kind of. If quit. you've been watching the show for the past hour, you know why we're getting yeah. uh, ixnade from 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 YouTube. But have a great weekend, and uh, someday soon we are going to bring America back. Absolutely, it's going to be better than ever. Have a great weekend. Later. See you guys. <laughs>